introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Let's do it. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he pitches it to Mo Williams. Touchdown! You gotta be kidding me! And welcome back to another edition of the Climbing the Pocket podcast. I am your host, Jason Brown. You can find me on Twitter at BrownJason. And it's another special edition. We're going to keep calling them these, even though we're probably going to do one of these every week during the season. This week, it's Packer week. So we decided to go behind enemy lines once again, bring someone in from the Acme Pack company, our, uh, I guess, sister site, brother site, whatever you want to call it on SB Nation. To give us the download, the scoop on what is going on in Packer land after their, uh, you know, I guess their, their win. It was a win. It happened. Uh, and so we have, uh, we have Tex. Tex Western? Tex? Well, what am I actually supposed to call you? Cause when I look you up, you know, you, you're called, you know, Tex Western on Twitter. The, 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 the Gmail says something else. I guess, can you, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what the appropriate title I should be using as we go forward in this interview? <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for having me on, first of all. And um, yeah, I, I generally go by Tex. Uh, my name is Evan Western, but you can find me, as you said, at Tex Western on Twitter. Um, I've been with Hackney Packing Company for, geez, it's been it's been a long time now. But um, yeah, um, you know, born and bred Wisconsinite, so naturally, uh, you know, born born to bleed cheese from a young age. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, looking forward to a, a fun game here in week two, though. It, it should be a good one. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned that you've been with uh, the Acme Packing Company for a long time. I guess, how did you get started? What made you decide to go down this path of, uh, you know, blogging, podcasting, managing editor of, uh, you know, one of the larger uh, sites on SB Nation? Yeah, it was it's actually really interesting. A, a good friend of mine from high school, um, he kind of got me into it. He was writing for the site for a while uh, when we were wrapping up college. And um, it was it was kind of a, a way for me to get some creative juices flowing a little bit and, and certainly doing that at, with, about a subject that I love very much, which is Packers football. Um, funnily enough, he now uh, manages the Milwaukee Bucks site at SB Nation Brew Hoop. Um, so, so the two of us are kind of running a show on a, a couple of the different Wisconsin sports blogs at SB Nation. So it's a, it's a good time, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly something I very much enjoy doing and, and I love being a part of this network. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we got you a little warmed up here, so we're going to jump right into it. And I'm, I'm going to ask the question cause you know, you know, getting ready for this interview went, you know, perused the site a little bit, looked around, saw what, what's being written about on Acme Packing Company. And um, I'll say in maybe a bit of a different tone than years past, a lot of conversation about the defense, mm-hmm. not so much about the offense. And so I guess my first question to you here is, uh, is Green Bay a defensive football team now? <laughs> you know, I think you can certainly after week one, you can make that argument. Um, this is a team that looks very, very different than the team that we saw last year. Uh, part of it is personnel on defense. Um, the, the the personnel department really invested heavily on that side of the football this offseason between the the big free agent signings Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, um, you know, both first round picks uh with with Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. Um, you know, those that's that's five basically well, four four brand new starters and another on the two deep. 
um, that are that are brand new to this team this year. Um, and then you come in with a brand new offensive minded head coach with a new scheme. Um, it's kind of seems like it's taken just a little bit for it to really click with Aaron Rodgers and, and company getting used to a, um, a new play caller and a new offensive scheme. So certainly the, the performance we saw on Thursday night in Chicago last week, um, it was a, a domination by that Packers defense. And I think you saw some a little bit of glimpses early in the season when this team was fully healthy of of some of the potential that the defense had with Mike Pettin as the coordinator. Obviously, he stuck around for a second year this year, but um, I th- we all kind of expected that the defense was going to have to carry the team early on in the season with the offense probably getting off to a slow start. Um, it was just unsure whether that was going to happen, but it certainly did in week one. All right, and so the, the follow-up question, kind of tongue-in-cheek, maybe not so much, but is Aaron Rodgers still the player that uh, the, that he once was? And, you know, as you know, you might see on Twitter, there's, you know, many people going around with the take that, you know, Aaron Rodgers may in fact be washed. I guess what is what is the, the talk out of Green Bay after watching him play in that first game? Because he didn't really look like the guy that, you know, many of us have burned in our memory. It seems that maybe some bad habits have started to creep in. He wasn't really you know, throwing the ball the way you'd expect him. Maybe in some of the passes, the velocity wasn't what it once was. Like, what is the talk around Green Bay as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers? And what have been people what have people been saying about him over the course of this offseason who've been seeing him every day? Yeah, I, washed, I think, is it's far too strong a word. I think there's some there there is a level of concern over his play. Um, and and last year, it really kind of came to a head between the injury, the issues with Mike McCarthy's scheme um, and, and then Rodgers really seeming to want to play outside of McCarthy's scheme. Um, this year, you know, it, it, again, we, it's kind of getting off to a slow start with Lafleur. And one of the issues I think that we we saw last Thursday night was um, Lafleur has really prided and and been very outspoken about using play action as a big part of his offense. And coming out of that kind of Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay coaching tree, you know, those are two guys who use a ton of play action in their offense. But the Packers really only used it on six or seven dropbacks uh, on Thursday night. And when they did use it, they were really effective. But um, I think you need to see that that rate of, of usage of play action increase because Rogers in the past has been deadly when he's he's getting um, good looks off of play action. So that's when, you know, most of those big shot plays tend to come for, for him, you know, whether that was under McCarthy or, or the one big play that they got against Chicago on a, on a deep ball. Um, so I think you're going to start seeing a little more play action this this week. Um, I think that's going to lead to some better success for Rodgers. But in terms of him, um, you know, as as a player on his own, um, you know, mobility has always been a big part of his game. And that was kind of um, sapped from him a little bit last year with that that leg injury that he had. So even despite that, he was still, you know, st- he's still able to extend plays and and make something out of nothing. But you know, where he's really going to be at his best is if he can can really learn to get back within the rhythm of an offense and throwing the ball on time and just going through his progressions. Because that was the Rodgers we saw in, you know, 2011, 2012, when he was lighting the world on fire. And and that hasn't been the Rodgers we've seen in recent years. So some of that was McCarthy. Some of it, I think, was injuries. Um, I'm hopeful that he can get back to that point. But it's definitely going to take a little while for, for him to get there, um, especially with, an, again, a new play caller. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, uh, I guess really before we start to dig into things here, uh, 
Uh, there's there's one other kind of storyline. One of the things that I see, uh, you know, Packers fans, Vikings fans fighting about on the timeline as we get things ramped up for the weekend. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a disagreement in terms of Devontae Adams versus Xavier Rhodes and who actually has had the better of those matchups. I guess as we, I'll ask basically the same question that I asked, uh, you know, the Falcoholic last week. I guess what are your thoughts on Xavier Rhodes matching up or shadowing your number one wide receiver in Devontae Adams? And is that something that is a concern for you or the fan base in general going into this game? Yeah, I think overall, um, Adams is a guy who over the years um, has steadily improved his play and, and his releases are some of the best in the league, I think. And um, I, I would be comfortable seeing him matched up against pretty much any corner in the league and, and trusting that he will be able to to get some level of production um, against against basically any cornerback. Um, certainly, you know, Rhodes is one of the one of the very best in the league. Um, I think that's I think that's a pretty fair statement. But, you know, last year, Adams did have a little bit of success against him. I think he got a couple of touchdown passes um, in, in those two games last year. So, um, you know, I don't know that I don't know that either player has has the other's number. But I think it's it's a you know, it's what you what you love to see is two of the best at their craft going at it and and really, you know, competing hard against one another. And it should be a fun matchup to watch on Sunday. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, those are the things that I saw a lot of. I guess uh, since you're here to give us some of the uh, the other behind the scenes information, I guess what are some of the other storylines that maybe uh, you know percolating behind the scenes in Green Bay that maybe we aren't aware of? What are some other things that people are talking about? What are some things that we should be paying attention to when this game rolls along? Yeah, there's there's a couple things to mention. One of them, and and you're gonna laugh that punting is something I'm gonna bring up, but um, J.K. Scott, the Packers' second year punter. Um, he was a little bit of a disappointment. He was a fifth round pick last year in, in 2018, but he has taken a huge step forward this year. And he basically kicked a, a game killer at the end of that game last week in, in Chicago, um, you know, launched a 63 yarder to, to really flip the field position with about a minute and a half left in that game. So he's, he's really becoming a weapon in, in the field position game for the Packers um, in a way that they haven't had in the, the punting game in several years. So that's one thing to just kind of keep an eye on. So, so text, um, other, if I didn't know better, I would almost <laughs> feel like you throwing out the fact that you successfully spent a fifth round pick on a specialist who is now helping <laughs> you win games that you were you were maybe you're pouring some salt in, in, in an open wound. I mean, I thought we were friends here. You're bringing up that you're you're, you're spending draft capital on specialists and they actually work out for your team. What is this? World? I, I, I wouldn't dream of taking a shot at you guys for, for something like that. That, that would <laughs> That hadn't even occurred to me. I got to admit, there was definitely a little bit of schadenfreude in, in Wisconsin kind of seeing that whole, that whole saga go down this, this August. So, um, yeah. And it, but, it, you know, it, it, it hurt being a part of it. So, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, now there, there's some other interesting, um, Storylines going on too, though. There's there's a lot of young playmakers on this Packers offense. And one of the big questions has been the depth at wide receiver in particular. So you're looking at a, a second year guy in Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's a big, fast guy. Um, he's going to be the other starter on the outside, opposite Adams. And I think one of the big things that the Packers need to do to be successful is to get success with Valdez Scantling in the passing game, especially on some of those big shot plays. Because if, as we expect, we see a lot of roads matched up against Adams, 
um, getting MVS matched up um, and getting getting better matchups with him and, and getting him loose on some deep balls um, can can help take the, the top off the defenses. And that's something the Packers are going to need to do. So, um, and I think the other big thing for me is uh, third downs. So the Packers defense did a tremendous job against against Chicago's offense on third downs last week. Um, I think Chicago is what 12 of 14 or something, or I'm sorry, two of 14 uh, last week on third down. But the Packers' offense wasn't any better. I think they went one of 12. So they're going to need to find some some ways to have success on third down. Um, to me, one of the the easy things to do would be to get Rodgers on some called rollouts and bootlegs. Um, let him use his athleticism um, and and kind of get outside the pocket, which is something he normally tends to do on those plays anyway. So if you can kind of scheme that into the game plan as something to do on third down, um, let us use his legs and and kind of be able to to see downfield a little more clearly and see those routes open up for him. I think that's a good way to to maybe have the get the Packers to have a little more success on that third down. Yeah, so you brought up third down, and and obviously you know we we started out you know. The, the defense looked a lot better than the offense in that first game. And uh, I guess the question that I, that I have is how much of that are we chalking up to just the Bears being a really good defense? And how much of that is like actually concerning to, to you as a fan watching the game when you're, when you're kind, of, kind of pull it apart from like what is the Bears versus what are the things the Packers need to look at? Because when you start to break down like the rushing success rate wasn't great, actually was actually pretty bad. The passing success rate, below average, which is not what, you, what you'd expect with uh, an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. How much of that are you attributing to Chicago? How much of that are you saying, eh, it's just new new pieces in place that we really need to try to get figured out? Yeah, I do think there's uh, probably an equal parts um, to, to both of those factors. Um, obviously, you know, Chicago had a, a, a potential, you know, kind of a historic level of defensive play in, in 2018. And and certainly they're they're retaining basically most of that defense personnel wise. So that's a big part of it, to be sure. Um, their front seven is about as good as as any front seven in the entire league. So um, certainly Rodgers was under pressure at, at you know, on a fairly consistent basis. Um, the middle of the Packers offensive line, I didn't think played great. So I think that kind of played into it as well. But, um, but yeah, certainly, you know, Rodgers getting getting in rhythm. The communication seemed to be a little off, too. There were. You know, he's always been one who's who's been known to kind of take the play clock down to, to two or one or two seconds before getting the snap off. And there were definitely a couple of instances of that again in Chicago. So I think just the general communication of, of running the offense is something that's going to need to improve as well, because um, that could be, could be playing into it a little. bit. So I think all those things, you know, really kind of combined for the um, less than stellar performance that we saw last week. All right. Uh, talk to me about injuries because uh, the the initial injury reports came out today, and uh, there were a lot of people on your report. Uh, anyone that uh, is is concerning in terms of their importance to the team that you're worried about maybe not playing in this game? Yeah. To be to be honest, there isn't really going to be any surprises. I think. Um, I think there's what like 14 or 15 names on the Packers report, but but I think eight or nine of them were full practice participants, and another two or three were just guys getting a, a light workload for kind of veteran maintenance days. So the only big uh, players who we expect to be out are linebacker Oren Burks. Um, he had a, a shoulder pec injury early in the preseason, so he's probably going to be out for this game. Um, he'll probably be replaced by safety Raven Green, who'll play kind of a hybrid uh, safety linebacker spot. 
Um, but the only other, um, you know, the, the, the other couple of players with semi-significant injuries are all, you know, pretty well down the depth chart. It's pretty much uh, just Burks and then maybe uh, cornerback Kevin King, who had a pretty nice game in week one. Um, he's been a, a often banged up player who has ended each of his first two years on injured reserve. Um, he was limited again today with a combination of a hamstring injury that was nagging him last week and then a, a, a new chest injury that popped up. So um, certainly the depth in the secondary is something that the, that the Packers like. Um, and King has, when he's been on the field, he's been very good, but his availability has been a big question mark. So that would be, I guess, the one player um, that I would be concerned about watching injury-wise the rest of this week. The other big names on there, um, don't expect any any major issues with them. They should all suit up on Sunday. All right. Uh, well, Tex, tell me uh, what matchup makes you most nervous going into this game? Ooh, um, I'd probably be most nervous about the interior of the Packers' offensive line against the the Vikings' defensive line. Um, hey, same. Lane Taylor. Same. Hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Packers' guard play, like I said, in Chicago was not particularly good. Lane Taylor really seemed to struggle, um, and he was a player who was on the verge of losing his starting spot to, to a rookie second-round pick in El- Elton Jenkins uh, in training camp. So, so Taylor is a guy to watch. Um, Billy Turner is the one big free agent signing on the offensive side. He's playing right guard. Um, he also didn't have a great game on Thursday. So those two guys, um, I think if there's a, certainly the, the Packers have you know, great offensive tackles and David Bakhtiari and Brian Balaga. So they, they, I think the interior of that line is, uh, is where Minnesota with some of their great defensive tackles can, can really um, have some success. And then I'd be most concerned about all right, and then going the other way, where do you expect Green Bay to have the biggest advantage in this game? Well, I think the the reverse, right, is is I think the the Packers should have some pretty good success attacking Minnesota's offensive line. Um, Kenny Clark is is certainly one of the the best ascending young defensive tackles in the league, and with the the new pair that the Packers have on the edge with Zadarius and Preston Smith, um, those two guys combined for I think sixteen pressures on Mitchell Trubisky last week. So um, they're they're going to make life very difficult, I think, for the Vikings front up uh, up front on on the offense. All right. Well, uh, we're almost here. We've almost made it to the end. Uh, I need a bold prediction from you. What do you think's uh, going to happen this week that uh, maybe no one will see coming? Oh man, um, I think we're going to see a couple of big plays again out of the, the these new Packers on defense. Um, I, if you're going to give me, put me on the spot and give me a name, um, I'm going to say rookie Darnell Savage, the safety is going to make a, a big player too. You know, maybe he gets a turnover, maybe he gets a, you know, an interception or, you know, a, a big tackle for loss or something in a, in a big spot. He's, he's really fast. He's really um, active around both around the line of scrimmage and, and deep playing safety. Um, he's definitely got to watch out for, and uh, I think he's going to make a, a real big play in this game. All right. And, uh, What's your score prediction? How do you think this game's actually going to go down? Oh, well, again, with, with the Packers offense kind of getting off to a slow start, um, Rodgers has always had a little difficulty against Mike Zimmer coach defenses. Um, I certainly don't expect the Packers to score a ton of points in this game, but um, I'm also very encouraged by the way the defense has played. So I think it's going to be a fairly low scoring game. I think something in the vicinity of, say 2016 but um i do feel like 
with home field advantage on the Packers side, um, I do you think Green Bay is able to pull it off? All right. Well, uh, we, we made it through all the tough stuff. And again, thank you so much for making the time and, uh, and, and coming on with us tonight. Uh, last thing here is where can people find your work? Yeah, you can find uh, me again at at uh, at Tex Western on Twitter. You can find the blog. It's at acmepackingcompany.com, at acmepackingco on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's uh, probably the best place to go. So um, please check it out. We've got some good Q and A's going with uh, with Ted Glover this week for uh, kind of previewing the game. Uh, Ted of Daily Norseman, obviously. So um, we always love talking to Ted. Ted's always a a great guy to. Um, to kind of banter back and forth with a little bit. So keep an eye out for those uh, as we move forward towards Sunday as well. Awesome. Definitely will. Definitely will. And I will certainly cross promote as those things pop up. And uh, again, Tex, thank you so much for making the time. Good luck with everything out West. And uh, yeah, uh, I won't say good luck for this weekend because you know, I don't mean it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play a game. We'll hope your score prediction is incorrect. And uh, you know, maybe Darnell Savage <laughs> can, uh, can be, you know, Aunt Harris when he grows up, maybe. <laughs> yeah we'll see about that but uh yeah thanks for having me on and go pack go <laughs> oh well yeah you know, I, I can't blame you for that uh thanks again and uh, have a good night man thanks you too